0: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Wow, I have to tell you, I have been so looking forward to this conversation. Uh, I want to introduce you, if you haven't heard of him already, to an individual that I believe was totally channeled into writing one of the best books that I've ever picked up to read, and that is Paco Algren. He's joining us here today. He is the author of the book Discipline, and we're going to share a little bit about what that is. But let me just say a little bit about Paco, and, and believe me, I can only say a little bit because his life can, can hardly be condensed into a couple of lines on a piece of paper. I mean, you know, he's been referred to as a financial analyst. You know, he has been <laughs> referred to as a musician. Uh, he has been in the world of quantum physics, scientific, economic, financial, psychological theories he has looked at both eastern and western philosophies religion and he is joining us here today as the author of the book discipline and you know paco i gotta tell you i am so thrilled you're joining us here today thank you so much for uh well, joining us on the show well thank you for having me i'm thrilled to be on the show <laughs> Uh, it, you know one of the things i was struck by in 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 reading the book and and we're not going to uh, we're not going to give out all the details of the book because we would be giving away the journey and you know because what you've written is such a journey you know for me a winding road with a phenomenal ending it would be crazy to to do that but i wanted to ask you about this book. I mean, people have have talked about it, you've gotten rave reviews, and from the title, one would hardly believe that we're going to be looking at a book that includes so many aspects of life. What was it that brought you to create a book of this nature that captivates us into the story of both science and science fiction?
1: I. I have studied
0: economics and,
1: and uh, financial analysis for many years as a professional financial analyst, and I became, I became fascinated with uh, theoretical economics, and, and you can't really talk about theoretical economics without talking about philosophy, and specifically philosophies of value, why human beings value things. You, you also get into psychology, and so I spent a lot of time in those areas. And you can't really talk about modern scientific uh, philosophies of value without talking about quantum physics. And you can't really talk about quantum physics without exploring Eastern religions and Eastern philosophies. And the deeper that I got into this uh, journey of my own, the more it took me to the place where I thought... These connections are so glaring. Nobody and nobody has written about them. They've written about some of the connections, maybe between quantum physics and Eastern philosophy, but but not about chaos theory and about markets and how markets can be related to some of these philosophies that are five thousand years old. And I was, I mean, I would literally not sleep at night because I would be reading and reading and reading and researching it. And after about fifteen years of this, uh, I started trying to write nonfiction, and it didn't really work out because it didn't, it didn't. Inter- it did, it, it didn't it didn't convey what I was seeing. I, I just, nonfiction is not the place to get this across to people. I felt like it needed to be something else. And, but I didn't know what that was. And, I, and I'm, it, it didn't even occur to me to write a novel. And uh, I would spend time writing articles or, you know, little things here and there, participating in message boards or debates. Um, and then one day in 2001, it just hit me like a storm. And three months later, I had 750 pages, 190,000 words, I think is what it was. It just came, and there was no writer's block. There There was no alcohol, no drugs, nothing. It was just pure writing for three months.
0: And when we look at this, I mean, I love so, part, so much of your own personal journey in writing this, as much as I do the journey of the characters in the book. But there is an underlying question, Paco, that, get, that I think you ask and that I've heard with regard to the book, and it has to do with having a glimpse of our death. I mean, if we have information about the future, I guess the question is, and and we have the ability to make some changes to the past, would we make those changes? Did I get that right?
1: Exactly. And the character Douglas Cole, in his journey through the book, uh, and the first question that he asks when you start the book is, if you caught a glimpse of your own death, would the knowledge change the way you live the rest of your life? And as we find out at the end of the book, which we're not going to talk about because that's, no. where, that's, where, that's where the big <laughs> shock happens, uh, Douglas discovers that he, having that glimpse, he has to make a decision about how he does live the rest of his life based on that question. And he asks the question again at the end of the book. And uh, so you did get it right. That is, that, that it, it's not the purpose of the book, and I'm not sure that discipline has a purpose. It is just a journey. but. That is probably the most in question, the most important question the book does ask.
0: Well, the purpose of the journey is the journey. Right. So to speak. I mean, this is this is truly the book that, you know, when we pick it up and we, we read it, and especially my own experience in reading it, boy, I'll tell you, I did a little future tripping, a little past tripping, a little of this and a little of that. But all with the idea of exploring how our lives today and the actions that we take today how we are connected to so many other threads of the, in the lives of so many other people. Did you have any idea that people would look at your book, talk about it, analyze it, regurgitate it back to you uh, in the way that it's it, being done right now? Uh,
1: I, I didn't. I didn't expect this at all. And when I published, I, I, I sort of asked, I sat down to lunch with a, uh, with a friend, and I said, I'm not sure whether I want to publish it or not. I don't know that this has been such a personal, intensely emotional thing for me. I don't know if I'm ready to give it to the world. It, it really is. I mean, all authors say their book is their child, but the, the intimacy and the intensity and the complexity of, and the simplicity at the same time of discipline was something very personal to me. I mean, it was, it, it's written in the first person, and, and a lot of the things that Douglas Cole experienced, I've experienced, and so I wasn't sure I wanted to do it, and when I finally did make that decision, what I thought was going to happen was I was going to put it out there, and nobody was going to get it, or people were going to read it, and it wasn't going to be that great i didn't have um, I didn't have high expectations because I didn't want to let myself down, and i don't I never considered myself to be a writer before I was a financial analyst or a you know a weekend philosopher or whatever you want to call me uh, so when I did start, I'm getting about 200 emails a day now, and I, I can't keep up with them. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time, you know, and I, it's, it's really important to me to, to respond to everybody personally. And the questions that people are asking and the, 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 the you know, people are reading the book and, and, and it's giving them hope and it's giving them ideas about their own lives. It's making them look at the universe in a different way, which is what my objective was. And, but I'm surprised at how many people, the overwhelming response, people writing and saying, you've just changed my life. And that's uh, the impact. I mean, it's a lot of responsibility, kind of, in, in, a, in, a, in a way. I mean, I not even in a way it is. It's a lot of responsibility, and it's, it can be difficult at times. And, and to answer your question, no, I didn't expect this at all.
0: Do you think, in fact, Paco, that perhaps the experiences that, some of the characters went through in your book, and very specifically, do you think perhaps you, uh, on a personal level, have been affected in a quantum way? Do you think, in fact, perhaps you are getting some messages to write this book to help so many people get in touch with the inner power that they have in their lives?
1: Uh, absolutely. And let me qualify that by saying that I'm a skeptic by nature. I don't. I don't. I look at everything very skeptically. I, I I consider myself a scientist and a mathematician before anything else. Uh, the spiritual aspect of my life and um, the that part of my journey has been uh, it, it fits very well with the scientific part of my life. So you know, and that's what Taoism is. I'm a Taoist, and that's 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 kind of how I you know I don't think anybody can define Taoism, but That's the way it fits in with my life, is that it gives me a way to look at the universe in a very peaceful way, in a balanced way, and it fits in with science. And a lot of uh, spirituality doesn't even try to do that, or doesn't succeed if it does try. Um, I I don't, I don't, when I wrote the book, I wrote it as fiction, and by the time I was finished with it, I wasn't certain anymore that it was fiction, and I'm not certain that there aren't aspects to the book, or the book, the entire book itself, uh, that aren't Are these characters walking the earth today? I'm not going to go that far. (laughs) But it wouldn't surprise me if elements of the book do exist in our universe or in the multiverse somewhere, and that these things, if if there isn't some uh, truth to everything that's in the book.
0: You certainly have touched the the souls and the lives of so many people. We're going to take a short break, Paco. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about the book Discipline. Maybe we can also uh, get uh, Paco to read uh, part uh, part of the book to our listeners to get a sense of what this is like hearing this in his voice. We're uh, going to take a short break right now. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by Paco Algren. My guest today. The book is Discipline. We'll give you information about the website and much more when we come back, and uh, and talk more about this idea. If you had a glimpse of your death, hmm. We'll be right back.
2: Are you tired of treating your animal companions with toxic drugs? Do chronic, degenerative, or disabling conditions affect your horse's or pet's quality of life? Quantum Healing, created by Dr. Susan Sealy, with over 25 years as a veterinarian and 40 in the equestrian field, brings hope of true health and healing for your pet or equine companion. Visit QuantumVet.com. Learn how Quantum Healing can benefit your animal companion. That's QuantumVet.com.
1: Do you want a better relationship to achieve outstanding business and career goals or to improve your health and fitness? You have the answers. All the power you need is within you. Personal transformation is about a solid foundation in the workings of the conscious
2: and unconscious mind with a seminar or training that gets you high and keeps you there.
1: Contact the Empowerment Partnership and unlock your hidden potential. Call 1-800-800-MIND or visit NLP.com. Whatever you think you are. Hear more than that.
2: PersonalTrainingTeams.com More talk, less rock. Come on, that's a good thing. Alternative Talk, 1150
0: AM. everyone. Wow, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. You know, uh, for me, I get to read a lot of books. Many of you have heard me talk about the books that I read. I I get uh, dozens of books a day that come to the office, but I'll tell you, I have picked up a book that I want to uh, suggest everyone out there write down the name and especially the website so that you could check it out for yourself. The book is Discipline, and it's written by Paco Algren, who is my guest today, Paco, would you take a minute and let's give out the website, because I think there's lots of really cool information here, and people can buy the book as well. Yes, it's com. Okay, and so what I want to do is introduce you all to Paco today, and we're talking about the book, and you know, Paco, one of the things that I loved about the book is how Uh, whenever I thought uh, you you could kind of guess ahead and look at what was coming, you couldn't because a lot of what we interpret or at least what I interpret in the book was from my own perception. What is the meaning of perception in the book? I mean, how does perception affect not only the book, but your, you, your life personally?
1: Uh, The the book is built around the idea of perception. And when I say that, I'm, I'm saying it specifically, um, misperception. Our, one of the chapters in the book is called Misperception. The first uh-huh. chapter is called Misperception. Uh, it's the idea, uh, there's a philosopher of science named Sir Karl Popper, and he's probably the biggest influence on my life and the way I think and the way that I um, get through every day. And one of the ideas of his work is that we everything that we perceive is a mistake to some degree or another. Now, it may just be a small mistake. Maybe we trip on a sidewalk or we take the wrong turn, whatever, whatever it is, uh, if it's a small mistake or a large mistake, it's, it's a product of our misperception. It's, it's a product of the fact that we misperceive reality constantly throughout every single day of our lives, and that if we conduct our lives based on that notion that we're flawed and that our perception is flawed, that we might go through life a little bit more tentatively and that we might actually lead a uh, more productive, more efficient lives because we humble ourselves to our own flaws if you will, our own flawed perception of reality. And that is the central uh, theme of Douglas Cole's journey through the book Discipline, that he thinks that he sees things a certain way, and he finds out at various stages in the book that everything that he believes is true is absolutely false, that people have been controlling and manipulating his life since the day he was born, and he didn't even know it. And, the, the, you know, there are people who have been trying to kill him for his whole life and people who have been trying to save him for his whole life, and he had no idea that this battle was being waged. And that is, uh, that's, the, that's the central message of discipline, that if, if, if you can get through discipline, and, and I wrote it in a way that you think that you know where the story is going, and at the end, it, you know, it, it, it pounds you with the twist that makes everybody have to read the first chapter immediately again, and most people read the book a second time. And it is that, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a live, uh, it's a manifestation or, or an application of the fact that everything is misperception. Even the book that you're reading about misperception, you're perceiving it incorrectly.
0: You know, Paco, I said earlier that I would love to have you read from the book because um, I think it's so important to hear some of what you've written in your own voice with your own passion. Would you mind doing that for our listeners today? I would love to. Um, the the chapter
1: that I read most often is called Indication. It's the second chapter of the book. The first chapter is a, as you know, is a pretty explosive roller coaster ride, and it's a pretty uh, intense chapter. The second chapter kind of takes the reader off of that and introduces uh, the reader to the main character, Douglas Cole, um, and it's called Indication, a Year Unknown. If you caught a glimpse of your own death. Would the knowledge change the way you live the rest of your life? You might think the answer is obvious, and in my youth, I might have agreed. But that was before I learned how elegant and misunderstood the universe really is. My perspective has changed. We fatuously measure our tenure in this place, individually and collectively, using the concept of time. But it is a profound mistake. The first of many we have made is a species so embryonic and unprepared, yet so self-satisfied with our level of achievement, that we are oblivious to the magnitude of our own ignorance. With the concept of time, we've manufactured a monster. It is the bane of our existence, measuring the span of our days as they drain away, drawing its strength from our bodies, leaving only withered, rotting shells to bury. We despise time for what it steals from us, and yet we covet it, trying to preserve every ounce of its substance, as though it has substance. And so, despite our best efforts, we have resigned ourselves to the futility of time's preservation. But this resignation is perhaps the biggest mistake of all. It seems so simple as to be a cruel joke, for it is the effort itself that makes understanding time so elusive. But time does not exist. It is no more than a myth created to comfort us as we come to terms with looming mortality, or more succinctly, imminent death. And yet we continue to impose this linear temporal construct on a universe that has no such boundaries. The foundation of immortality, however, lies not in preservation, but rather with the understanding of how absurd the concept of time is to begin with. The years have caught up to me now and I'm tired. There's so little left that shocks or inspires me. After all that I've seen, I'm reluctant to pour out these experiences to an audience that will largely reject the content as science fiction or fantasy. And yet, something new compels me, something I don't understand. It isn't an urge, something bigger, deeper, and I know with every grain of purpose in my soul that I'm supposed to give this away. It is my debt to the past and to the future, so I will pay it here. What follows is not difficult to understand. The concepts are basic, utterly effortless in their application. But the human spirit thrives on creating complexity where simplicity would do as well. And I have accepted that most people will close themselves to what I will say. Still, a few will understand. It is to them I most owe this story.
0: one of the things that I'm so struck by, and I, I I can go on just listening and listening because there is so much in this book that I think many people who pick it up will relate to. I wanted to ask you this question. If you had to pick one or two aspects of the book that people comment most about, what would that be? Wow. Uh
1: well, certainly the spiritual aspect resonates with a lot of people. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. a lot of people, and, and and I say that specifically with the the way that the spirituality melts so elegantly with uh, things that are not spiritual traditionally, like uh, financial crisis, political, economic crisis. Uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, people. I'll tell you that I'll tell you that the number one thing that people comment on, good or bad, is uh, the graphic nature of it. It's a very violent book and mm-hmm. the profanity. Uh, and, and most people get it. And I'm happy about that because I didn't know if they would. It's graphic because I wanted the book to be real. And it's, if, if discipline is anything, it's real. I mean, it's, it, it, it makes people feel like it could, like it's happening or it brings them to experiences that they've had in their own lives. And it, it, it reminds them of how they felt when that happened to them. It's a tragic book in a lot of ways. And it's a book about rebirth and hope. Um, But people don't understand why it's so graphic sometimes, and they don't understand the profanity. And um, philosophically, you have to look at it. One character in the book never uses profanity at all, ever once, not through the whole book. And one character, about all he does is use profanity. And it's important because it illustrates that language is a construct and that we only use it to interpret the universe again. And sometimes we interpret the universe correctly, and sometimes we don't. And we have no way of knowing with absolute certainty whether we are or not, and so our whole journey through the universe is tentative. And that the profanity helps illustrate that, and it does it in a subtle way, and that's why it's important. And so I, um, you know, I guess I made that decision early on that I was going to go ahead and make it a real story. It was going to reflect the way people really do conduct their lives and the way they speak and the way they make mistakes. And so I think those are the the aspects, the spirituality, and then the and then the 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 content of the book itself the way it's written the way it 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 just attacks you as you're reading
0: it well paco i gotta tell you thank you so much for joining us here today and i want to tell all the 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 listeners today that uh they could go to your website let's give out that website one more time uh the book is available just about anywhere so let's have people have the website so they can find out more about you and more about what others are saying as well
1: Sure, it's, it's disciplinenovel.com, and there's, there's a lot more information there. About There's a suggested reading list there, as well as in the back of the book. People are more interested in these con, 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 uh, concepts. And there's, uh, people can email me and, and, and uh, ask questions, talk to me. There's, uh, there's, there's some other great resources on the website, disciplinenovel.com.
0: Well, all right, Paco, thank you so much again. And uh, next time we connect, maybe we can talk about the bell. <laughs> All that right everyone, you. thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Pat show. Check out the website, check out the book discipline, uh and don't touch that dial because coming up next Carrie O'Connor. Stay tuned everyone. And again, step out into the day, keep your head up high, know that you're loved and know that you're blessed. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.